So if you heard our last episode with Grania Gilmore from Clattons on the sales market and what's going on in the global economy, then you will have heard her speak about the kind of stark difference that the rental market is seeing at the moment. So we invited her back for another episode. So thank you, Grania, for coming on again. Pleasure to be here again. Um, so let's dive straight in. Um, I read online recently that Rightmove have said that the average asking rents for new tenants outside of London has risen to a record £1,172 per calendar month. Now, you said that the rental market is seeing extreme demand. And even with these kind of sky high rentals, do you, um, sky high rents, do you think that's something that we're going to see continue throughout the year? Yes, all, all the data is pointing to rental demand far outstripping rental supply. And I think we can come back to what's actually going on there. So the data that you'll be seeing there is, is, is asking rents. There may be a little bit of negotiation between asking rents and achieved rents, but m- most agents, certainly our agents, are still reporting that most asking rents are being achieved, if not over. Um, but also what we need to bear in mind is this is really capturing the new lets market. And there's quite a few bits of data which capture new lets. Now, it's in it extremely important part of the market we need to understand that for the trends but what there will also be is a lot of tenants who are rolling over with an existing landlord this won't be capturing that data this um they will come to a private arrangement and that will often not be the sort of double digit rental growth that we're seeing in these headlines um they may be going for something you know if you're a landlord and you've got a good tenant you've got a good relationship they look after your property you don't want a void period the likelihood is that you will come to some negotiation with them so um the more official rental data is still in sort of mid single digits and that's the reason there's a bit of a discrepancy between the two sets of figures but they're both telling you a very important bit of the story about the rental market and that the people who are lively in the market the people who are putting a rental property on the market and people are moving into that property this is the reality of what they're seeing at the moment and the stock of homes for rent has been is being eroded so over the last five six years the different policies the different tax changes that have come in for buy to let landlords means that some landlords are, have had to review their portfolios. There's more coming in with EPCs where landlords who maybe haven't had to even think about, you know, they've just rented it out and not thought much about it, accidental landlord, or you invested a couple of years ago and you've just got your tenant in there. If your property isn't meeting the right EPC levels, you've now got to decide whether it's time to actually spend money to keep your investment. So there's, there's quite a few things that are going to happen in the coming years, which again will make some landlords think about um, how and um you know, whether they stay in the market or have such a big portfolio. And then coming up on the inside lane then is the build to rent developers who are seeing the opportunity of the rental market in the UK and really going for it as a, this is what we're offering and nothing else. It's not a either or for sale or for rent. It's we're going to offer you rental properties. It's an extremely long answer to a very short question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's exactly what we want. We spoke to um, Sally Lawson last year, didn't we, Ian, um, who was speaking about um, like you mentioned, they're accidental landlords and how people are going to find themselves caught in all this legislation, particularly, as you say, this year with everything coming in. Um, so that's a really important note to point out as well, is that while renter demand will go up, it's possible that actual landlords, the number of landlords could decline. So there's, a, there's so many different questions that come out of your answer there, if I may just, and in no particular order. The stat that I heard um maybe it may be a, a myth of a stat i don't know but it's one that was that's always been kicking around property is that 70 percent of landlords with an existing tenant would rather not put the rent up 
for fear of loss of a good tenant. That was a stat that I that I heard. Um, I've never heard that stat before, but I will now take that. Thank you very okay. much. Um, it, it no, not, no, yeah. I'm not surprised. I, I doesn't surprise me. I have to say it might not be true, but it's just it, it's just one that I've heard. But interestingly, with um, there will be a certain amount of landlords that have got that will become slave to fixed rates ending. Then more their buy to let mortgages are going to be increasing. Is it an inevitability that actually that stat, if it were true and is true, has to erode and has to change because financially landlords have got to put rents up? It, that could well be the case. And the thing, the kind of the point for tenants is they won't be unaware of this changing financial situation. Yeah. So there may still be a conversation to be had, but yep, you're definitely hearing anecdotal, um, hearing kind of landlords on the radio saying it doesn't, I, this isn't making you know, I'm losing money on yeah. this current deal, so I'm going to have to rearrange, but I'm not making a massive profit. I just need to cover my costs. So there's definitely some of that that is um, that is going to come to bear. Some landlords own outright, some are dependent on mortgages, but are fixed for a longer period. So so it, this will kind of be on a, it won't be a, a nationwide one moment thing. It'll just happen incrementally across various markets. So I'm not sure that in itself will be enough to impact overall rents, but you'll see this changing ownership structure for the rental market and the pressure being put on the size of the rental market and the people active in the rental market comes in the face of demand which has now extended out and is covering you know every sort of rental demand across the UK so where social housing would have picked up a lot of that 25 30 45 years ago it just hasn't been built in the UK so the private rented sector is now catering for the wide expanse of housing needs there is in the UK yeah. and still the landlords um, you know the individual landlords are sort of responsible for that to a certain extent but yet yeah. there's no um, cohesive recognition of, of that fact at the moment um, that you know obviously everyone's trying to increase house building everyone's trying to increase the delivery of social housing quite rightly and affordable rents but it's not happening at the, at the level that's needed to keep up mm -hmm. with the demand. Um, is there any data that shows um, the extent of pri the private landlords that are leaving the marketplace, that are selling? There is some data where you can see where um, previously rented properties are then put up for sale. Okay. But it's um, sometimes you find that they go, because of what's going on in the rental market at the moment, I think the longer term trend might be masked for a year or two, because if people are able to get a tenant who will you know to take move in at a higher rent yeah. because of the trends in the rental market at the moment it it might be worth staying put and not selling yet just because we've got this exponential growth in some areas of rents so right. it, it might be masked for a while but because there are indicators that you can look at to see but actually there is no register of who's in and who's out it it, it doesn't right. yeah it doesn't you, you can see it from um, maybe stamp duty and how many people are going in because of HRAD data or but it's very it's very hard because it's not a one precise whole data wise. It would be quite there. interesting. Yeah, it would be quite interesting to have that data, wouldn't it, to serve it up to government to say, look at the potential problem that you're creating currently with changes in taxation rules and guidelines. You're making it very clear that you don't wish to have the private rental sector. You're looking for a corporate rental sector. So build, build to rent, you mentioned, um, and the, the longevity, the, the situation that we're going to find ourselves in is a serious shortage of rental homes in the future. 
it, it, I, I do think policymakers are aware of this. I do. If you look at some of the papers in the House of Commons Library, for instance, this, this isn't something that will be news. I, I think right. they are aware of it. But I think the um, pressures, quite rightly, they have to make sure that renters are getting a good deal. Yeah. And so that needs to that's a conversation that needs to happen. And of course, there's just, you know, now and again, you have landlords perhaps who aren't fulfilling all what they should be in terms of that. Most landlords are absolutely doing it, but some aren't. And I think yeah. maybe that the, the rules are being brought in to address what they're not doing rather than the 95 percent of other landlords who are. Um, but, you know, tenants need to feel the security of tenure as well and and feel that they can progress without any uncertainty and so I can see I can see the balancing act that's trying to happen at the moment but I just think the more information that everyone has the more data that they have then it's more meaningful conversations that can happen. Yeah having rented uh, myself for a couple of years due to change of personal circumstances I completely get that point you do want to have some security in your life at a time quite often that you need it mm -hmm. so I understand the point it's just that if there were a half a million more available rents in the UK it would drive down it would drive down prices as well so it would almost create both facilitate both camps if you like um, and, so and people, people talk about build to rent and yeah. and you know it's definitely coming on stream some of those big operators are just you know really building and developing and creating new units and creating new homes but the size of the build to rent sector, I mean, considering like 10 years ago, it was barely a glimmer in anybody's eye. It's, it's you know, the size of it is still quite modest compared to the size of the private rented sector. There's kind of 5 million privately rented homes in the UK. So, you know, it's, it's still a, a little bit of a drop in the ocean, but there's, no, there's nothing to say that in 10 years time, we wouldn't be having a very different conversation about how that looks. Mm, interesting. So if we say, if we summarize pressure on prices for, for rentals for the remainder of the year, Mainly new rents, not necessarily existing, but that may also happen. Would that be we're, right? We're um, saying definitely upward pressure on rents um, yeah. for the rest of the year, but not um, just a, just coming back from that double digit rental growth that we've seen. Because again, it's a little bit less binary than the sales market in terms of affordability, because where um, people want to buy a home, they'll probably be quite fixed on whether they want a two or three bedroom house. You know, they'll probably slightly move location or they'll figure out the price or they'll do something in order to get what they want for rental there's it's much more fluid so if you can't quite afford that three bed rental flat anymore the likelihood is you'll go oh, just move next door into the two bed one it'll be fine for the next year you know so there's much more fluidity so therefore the affordability right. ceilings are much more fluid it's it's um harder to say that's the affordability cap for two bed flats so um but at some point there will be a point where you you know you, you will your demand pool will be shrunk because your rents are at a certain level. So that will, be, we think um, this year, you won't see that double digit um, rental growth, but you will still see upward um, growth in rents. I think that my only question is, we've obviously spoken about the, the trend that you see for ongoing for this year. How long do you see the trend going on? What, how long will this surge in rental demand and everything continue for? What will need to happen? in the economy for it to balance back out? Um, so it's a really good question, Holly, and reminds me to say something that I probably should have said, which was at the beginning of COVID and the lockdowns, we saw a sort of, I called it, well, we called it the donut effect. So that's centering out of the jam in the middle of the cities as people who didn't need to be going to work, who maybe didn't live in the, their rented accommodation full time, students, everybody just wanted to be somewhere else during lockdown. Um, and could just 
leave the keys and depart and obviously that came through in the data after about six months or a year and we did see a hollowing out of rents in city centres there's kind of suburban areas again with more space more outside space and further afield we're doing grand just kind of you know went very you know kind of um single digit growth all through COVID, but those city centers really hollowed out. And so what we're seeing actually now is we're probably still on that wave of the bounce back. So actually I think it will then even out and become more trend-like as we move through this year, but we're definitely on that wave. So thank you for asking the question, Holly, because you've <laughs> actually encouraged me to say something which I probably should have said right at the beginning of this podcast. Best, best question of the podcast goes to Holly. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, let's do a short summary of that. So like you said, I think that is a good summary is that we are on a wave, we're on that kind of backlash of things that have happened in the past maybe two years or so. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's my kind of key takeaway from that, Ian. Thank yeah, as, as per usual, brilliant summary by Grania, uh, expert in a field, got a great reputation. So um, thank you very much indeed, Grania, for for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me on. Lovely. Thanks so much. Bye-bye, everyone.